Tonight I'd like to call your attention to the 11th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Luke chapter 11 and beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, pray our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. When the disciples heard Jesus praying, they were so touched. They were so impressed with his prayer life that they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. I don't read anywhere in Scripture where they ever said, Lord, teach us to preach, although his preaching was like no other. He spake as no man ever spake. His preaching was the best. But they never asked him, Lord, teach us to preach. They never said, Lord, teach us to sing. What did they want him to teach them? They wanted him to teach them to pray. They had witnessed his life up close. They had seen his peace, his joy. They had seen his power. They had seen his holiness. And I believe the disciples felt like that all of this came to Jesus through prayer. So they're wanting it. And they're saying, Lord, teach us to pray. How many of y'all would like to learn from him how to pray? Well, he just taught us right here. He gave us what we would call the model prayer. And he begins it by saying, uh, Our Father. And in Romans chapter 8, Paul would tell us that the Holy Spirit teaches us, us to pray, Abba, Father. The word Abba in our language as I understand it, would be interpreted daddy or papa. Now, father is a beautiful word, but it's a little more formal than daddy or papa. When when a child calls their father daddy or papa, it's very warm and affectionate. Father is very formal. It's okay. But the Holy Spirit teaches us to pray, Daddy. Now, the Jews were greatly offended by calling God Father. 
and other religions would be greatly offended by calling deity Father. But aren't you glad the Bible teaches us that God is our Father? And I, I've asked this question a lot of times. I guess I'll ask it one more time. What did you do on this earth to become the son or daughter of your earthly father? Now, that's not a trick question. That's a simple question. And obviously, none of us had anything to do with becoming the children of our earthly father. That's how much we have to do with becoming the children of our heavenly father. It's by grace that we are in his family. That we are His children. Now, I want us tonight to just focus our attention on a little expression. I say a little, a brief expression in the model prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The word hallowed means holy. And when something is holy, it is set apart. Uh, a sanctuary is set apart for a holy use. This building was dedicated to the worship of God when it was built. And uh, it's separate from other buildings and other uses. When something is holy, it is separate. It's above other things. And I want to say tonight... That our God's name is hallowed. It is holy. It's above all the names of men and angels. Hallowed be thy name. Now, we know that the name of God is hallowed. It's holy. So why would we pray that it be hallowed if we know it is? I think the essence of what our Savior is teaching us here is when we pray, Hallowed be thy name, we are praying that his name would be holy to us. That his name would be hallowed in our minds and in our consciousness. How many of y'all tonight recognize God as holy? The Bible says, Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Did you know that's the only attribute that God has that's mentioned like His attribute holy three times? And it's more than once in the Bible. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Our God is a holy God. He is above all. He is in a category all by Himself. Holy Hallowed be thy name to me as one of his children. I want his name to be hallowed in my mind, in my consciousness, in my understanding. Now, why are we taught to pray, Hallowed be thy name? What is it about his name that is so special? If I, if I say to you all tonight, Think about the name George. What comes to your mind? I imagine in a congregation this size, some of you know some 
people named George. I know two or three men named George. And when I said George, somebody may have come to your mind. But what if I said George Washington? What comes to your mind then? That's one individual, isn't it? That's, that's a very special name for George Washington. Now what if I say Sam? Well, since I'm up here and I'm doing the preaching tonight, y'all probably think of me, but if I said Sam Bryant, that limits it, doesn't it? And, and, and when I say Sam Bryant, that, uh, you know, even if, even for people who might be uh, listening to this later on uh, in a recording, they would probably think about what I look like, what my voice sounds like, because that name is associated with me. It's a definite image that appears in your mind when someone's name is mentioned. That name, Sam Bryant, represents my entire being. Now, the name itself is not that much, but it's what it represents. Now, God's name represents his entire being. Do you all understand that? Hallowed be thy name means that we are, we are declaring holy everything there is about our God. I want to look with you a moment over in the Old Testament in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 30. This is a verse concerning King David. Verse 30 of 1 Samuel 18. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass, after they went forth, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul. So that his name, David's name, was much set by. Now that word set by in my center reference column is is defined as precious. The name of David became precious to Israel. Now the name itself is not. But it's what the name represents. It was King David that was precious to them. Y'all see that? So the name, hallowed be thy name, we're saying everything about God, our God is holy. And His name is to be revered. Holy and reverend is His name. Would y'all agree? And I want to tell you, no other man on earth or woman's got a name that would re, that would uh, justify being called reverend. Y'all know that? I know some men use that title, but that's really a misnomer. There's not any of us that's reverend. Holy and reverend is thy name. That's the only time in the book that word reverend is used, and it, is, and it refers to our God. Holy and reverend is thy name. We're not supposed to be calling men on this earth reverend or holy reverend or most holy reverend. I mean, they can get carried away, can't they? Calling men by these incredible names. Uh, the, word, um, the word minister 
is a good name for preachers. And that word minister basically means servant. If I'm anything in the house of God, I'm a servant. Now, pastors are to be leaders, but we are to be servant leaders. We're here to serve, to minister to God's people. The word elder. That's okay to call a minister elder. Uh, and that doesn't mean old. I mean, I was an elder when I was 18. So the word elder there, we're not talking about old people. We're talking about a position or an office in the church, in the house of God. You can call a man pastor. You can call him elder. You can call him bishop. That's scriptural. You, you can call him minister. We have deacons in the church. That's, that's an honorable position in the house of God. But we don't have any reverends among us except one. Holy and reverend is thy name. So we are here tonight to honor and, and reverend uh, and show reverence to his name, which is above every name. I want to turn with you a moment tonight over to first Peter chapter three and notice a statement that our beloved apostle gives us. He says in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. What is, what is the Apostle Peter telling us here? But sanctify the Lord God where? In your hearts. Set him apart. There's nobody else like him. I've heard people say, Daddy is my rock. Or Mama or grandparents, they're my rock. Uh, no. <laughs> I want to tell you who my rock is. We sung about him tonight. Rock of ages. Cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. He's the rock. His work is perfect. Now, I understand what people mean when they say, you know, so-and-so is my rock. But I don't agree with it. <laughs> I want to tell you, if your daddy's your rock, it might be a rolling stone. <laughs> you know, people want to say that the Apostle Peter was the rock on which Jesus built the church. If it was, it wasn't much of a foundation, was it? I want to tell you who the rock is there. It's Jesus Christ. He's the rock on which the church is built. He is my stabilizing influence in a broken, messed up world. If your parents are your rocks, what are you going to do when they're gone? I want to tell you about a rock that's going to be there. The unchanging rock. And now, the, summit, uh, the, the apostle would say, He would say, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. So, beloved, when we, when we approach our God in prayer, really the first thing we ought to do is worship Him. That's the first thing we do in prayer is worship Him. Our Father which art in heaven, our Daddy, our Papa which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. We stop and pause and think 
and meditate and worship. Hallowed be thy name. And I, as I said tonight, after I heard all the prayer requests, isn't it obvious that we all need prayer in this world? And I want to say to everybody here tonight, the children, as well as all the rest of us, you can pray to your Heavenly Father anytime you need Him, because He's going to be there. How many of y'all believe God is everywhere present? One time, Elder Bird said they had a visiting preacher in South Georgia years ago, and the man was over at New Hope Church, and he just didn't have any liberty at all to preach. And in his sermon, he got so confused, he said, God is everywhere absent. And Brother Bird said he had gotten so confused trying to listen to him, he said, Amen. <laughs> I want to tell you, God is not everywhere absent. He's everywhere present. Let's listen to what the Bible says about the obnoxious presence of God. In Psalm 139, beginning in verse 7, David said, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? He's asking a question. Where can I go where God isn't? If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there shall thy hand lead me. And thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. And you know, that brings me incredible comfort tonight to thinking about our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan who are in great danger. And if, and if ISIS gets them, you can just know they're going to cut their heads off. But I believe God will be right there with them just like He was with Brother Hezekiah right down the road. The Lord was surely with Kai in those last moments as his soul began to take its departure from his body. The Lord was there. I've heard people talk about, you know, people with COVID in the COVID units and no families in there and they die alone. No, they don't die alone. You know what? The only one that can really help them in that hour is present. Sister Jolene's son passed away. She got to his house and he, his soul had departed from the body. I know she would have liked to have been there with him in those last moments. But I want to tell you who was there that could really help him. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because mom and dad's with me. Now I'm not... I'm not devaluing mom and daddy. Y'all do know that, don't you? I feel no evil because the pastor's with me. I feel no evil because I got a lot of money in the bank. I feel no evil. Why? For thou art with me. So I just want to say to all of you tonight, you can pray to your heavenly Father. And I started this a year or so ago, and I may have shared this with you all, but 
And it may sound like bragging, and if it sounds like that, cut me a little slack. (laughs) But it just occurred to me a while back, my prayers, I don't really know how to pray all the time. Y'all, sometimes after I've prayed, I feel like I just really, I don't feel good about that prayer. So what I did was this. I started, I memorized the model prayer, Our Father which art in heaven. It's easy to memorize. And I go to bed every night quoting it. And when I quote that prayer, now I don't just quote it like a robot or a machine. I quote it, I try to quote it consciously with my mind on each expression. And sometimes I just stop on one expression and I just get caught up there. Like our Father, you can spend hours right there. Are y'all listening to me? Are y'all with me? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I know I'm praying right when I pray that, right? I don't have to wonder, did I pray right or not? Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. I know when I pray that, I just prayed an ideal prayer. Because that's what my Savior taught me to pray. I go to bed at night praying that. I wake up in the morning and the good Lord has blessed me so that that comes to my mind as I'm gaining consciousness. That's a good way to wake up. It's a good way to go to bed at night. Now again, I'm telling y'all, I'm not bragging. (laughs) I'm just telling you I'm blessed. I am so blessed to keep that on my mind. Our God is everywhere present. Nowhere absent. Do you want more peace? you want more joy? Well, the Bible says, Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on what? Football? (laughs) Golf? Whose mind is stayed on thee. And I want that peace. What about y'all? Thank y'all for your good attention tonight.